I have another question that I know a lot of my readers will, will love to hear your answer about, and that is gynecomastia. Uh, sure. Let's say you are about 14 years old, uh, and you develop, you know, bits, it's right? And if you have it for more than three years, then it will never go away naturally. But what can you do during these three years to actually maximize the chance of it going away naturally? Okay. Uh, okay. So, so, so say that. I'm sorry. Say that. Say that. Say that question again. Uh, basically, what I'm asking is, if you are in your puberty and you develop gynecomastia, sure. What can you do during that time frame to, to like, make it disappear? Okay. So it's um, you know that's a great question. I wish there was a really easy answer. Um, here, here, here's my my first answer is to do what you do, okay, or do to do what you did. You know, you have to change your diet. You have to eat a lot of um, you know rough uh, fibrous vegetables like broccoli, asparagus, uh, spinach. They have a substance found in those. Um, in those vegetables that are called is called indole 3-carbonyl and and you know again I don't want to confuse anybody but you can actually go to my site I have a very very highly indexed uh, article it's called the testosterone the TRT diet and it has maybe a step-by-step -step solution probably like bullet point after bullet point I can't even remember how many things in there that I'm will tell you it. yeah for sure it's a great article to link to um, it's very already highly indexed on Google, um, but it, it, that'll give you some really good ideas on how to do it naturally. Now, there are definitely strong available medications for, you know, that you can get anywhere in the world. Um, there are research, so, so the way it works with, with these um, ancillary medications, um, they have laboratories all across the world, offshore, international, in the United States, you know, Europe, Scandinavia, whatever. Um, where they have these companies sell research chemicals. And the research chemicals are essentially um, selling like ant what are called AIs or um, uh, aromatase inhibitors. And aromatase inhibitor, not to get into a lengthy biochemical explanation, is a medication that attacks the formation of estrogen. So the reason that men have gynecomastia is because their nipple glands, their mammary glands, are unable to ward off the estrogenic effects of the shitty food, the toxic environment, the plastics and water bottles, blah, blah, blah. And so that, what happens is, is that the estrogen attaches to the glands and the nipples, and they become puffy, they become inflamed, they have like almost what are called, they feel like tumors, as you know, they're almost like fatty tumors that are right in that area. Yeah, and I, I had my glands taken out and it was huge. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, that's... told me that I have a minor case, but then when I saw the gland, I was like, that's half my chest you just took out. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's a very, it's, I mean, it's, it's sad because a lot of men don't even get diagnosed, but it's a very, very commonplace condition. Now, the reason I'm bringing up these medications is there are medications that you can take that will, um, that will reduce them and if not actually like eliminate them, like the tumors will be gone. But here's the problem. The problem is, is that these medications are designed for men who are using testosterone already. Okay, so when you're using testosterone already and you're having exogenous form coming in, the medications are attacking the formation of estrogen from your exogenous testosterone. So there's, you're essentially at a certain dosage and it takes a little bit of time to, to, to figure it out. You'll achieve balance between testosterone, testosterone and estrogen, which is normally known as T&E in the clinical, clinical community. But when you're not using exogenous testosterone and you're just an 18 or 19 year old kid, um, and you have these symptoms, if you start using those medications, they will work, but the problem that you're going to have is your estrogen is going to be pushed down so low 
that you're going to feel like absolute dog shit. Because a male needs a certain amount of estrogen. Uh, the average doctor in the world that prescribes testosterone does not understand the balance between testosterone and estrogen. Like, they normally assume, okay, well, I'm giving them supplemental testosterone, so that means I need to push the estrogen way down because I don't want them to have estrogenic side effects. That's not How true. How is it possible they, that they don't understand it when it's such, such basic knowledge? Because, because, because honestly, the average, person, the average doctor has no understanding of male endocrinology. And again, I don't want to like belittle or you know, denigrate doctors, but the, the real truth is they don't understand this stuff. It's not something that they talk about. Testosterone is a very, very underdiagnosed uh, uh, condition. It's not discussed in the medical schools. It's not con discussed in medical textbooks. It takes a real specialist. Um, and, and it's unfortunate because even an endocrinologist that supposedly you know, has a good understanding of this has no clue. So the, the reality is, is that for a 17 or 18-year-old guy, the, the option number one is, you know, follow a diet, live a lifestyle that avoids plastics. Um, you know, it, you, you're, you have a lot of energy, you exercise, you weight train, you try to build muscle mass, you do all these different things that you write about on your blog all the time. Um, about and, and uh, I never understood this uh, correctly. So if you have a plastic bottle and you bring water out of it, is that going to increase estrogen or is it only if the plastic bottle has been heated up? No, no. Unfortunately, plastic water bottles are full of what are called uh, biophenol A and phthalates. And again, I write about this in the book. I'll, I'll always refer to the book as the go-to source for all this information. But um, those are chemicals that are, are basically byproducts of um, the distillate of oil into plastic and all the other chemical processes that make that, that, make that happen. And you cannot avoid those. So what about I'm like blender bottles, uh, like protein shakers and blender bottles and so on? Man, Are all, they also all of them. Yeah, all of it, man. I mean, so... Well, it's better to use glass, but I mean, here's the truth, Oscar. I mean, if we start telling people to avoid plastic, I mean, you know, almost you would, I mean, I don't know how you could even live in society because plastic is everywhere. I mean, I'm sitting here on my laptop. It's, in class, it's in, encased in plastic. You know, the rims of my sunglasses sitting here on my desk have, you know, plastic lens. I mean, so the reality is, is that I don't think we can avoid plastic, but I think what you can do, you know, to, because I drink water out of plastic water bottles. It's convenient. You know, I know it still sucks for me, but it's convenient. So the reality is, is what you have to do is you have to fight that. You have to ward that off by living a very robust life, having a super clean diet. You can absolutely eliminate eating shit out of boxes. Anything that's in a box, if you're eating it, you're, 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 you're loading your body with toxins. You're loading your body with systemic poisons that your body cannot get rid of. Okay? I completely so agree because when I was in America for three months now, my body started getting more and more puffy each week. And I had gyno surgery and I actually noticed that the gyno was starting to grow back in America. And I believe it's because of the hormones in the food. Uh, now I've been back to Denmark for about 10 days and, uh, and the small amount of regrowth I got is gone now because I've been eating clean. Yeah, no, 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 totally. Um, it, it's, 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 it's amazing how shitty the American diet is. I mean, really, it's the whole Western culture diet. It's loaded with saturated shit. It's loaded with byproducts. It's loaded with GMO foods. It's loaded with chemicals. I mean, it's just crap. I mean, you cannot eat that stuff on a regular basis and think that you're going to maintain a healthy lifestyle because you really can't. I mean, even someone like me who, you know, is religious about my diet and, um, you know, tries to maintain a very, very, very lean lifestyle. I just went away on a week vacation with my wife and my children, and we were in the deep south. You know, I was at the beach in, in South Georgia at St. Simon's Island, and uh, that's a, all those people down there, all they eat is fried food. You know, so it's like I had to eat. You know, what am I going to do? I can't, like, you know, go and prepare my meals when I'm on vacation for a week. So, I mean, I ate like shit for a week, and I felt horrible. 
you know, and subsequently since I've come back, it's been, you know, six days since I've been back. I mean, my wife and I have been like dieting. We've been like eating low carbs and drinking a lot of water and eating super clean because it just, you feel horrible. So, I mean, the average person, if you eat an average diet, is going to have all these side effects. You're going to have high estrogen. You're going to have low testosterone. You're going to have hormonal, you know, if you're a woman, your hormones are going to be out of balance. I mean, that's just the way it is. So, I mean, you have to do things to combat it. So to sum it up, if, if you have high estrogen and you have gynecomastia and you have puberty, then what you need to do is you want to eat a lot of broccoli and spinach to reduce the estrogen. And you want to live a healthy lifestyle in general where you exercise a lot and, uh, and basically you don't want to live like a gaming lifestyle where you sit inside all day long, never get sun, uh, never right. approach women if you're like single and, and watch a lot of porn. Because that's all gonna reduce testosterone, right? Yeah, no, I mean it's it's absolutely true. I mean that's exactly right. I mean, you know, there are like I said, those those research companies. You know, I'll mention some of the medications. There's, you know, you and I have been sp spoken about this. Um, there's letrozole, which is known as uh, actually Femera. Um, there's Arimidex. Arimidex is with the normal medication that a doctor who prescribes testosterone will prescribe a man to maintain balance between testosterone and estrogen, okay? Um, and that's anastrozole is, is, is the chemical name of that. There's also a newer drug. Um, it's a very powerful um, uh, specific receptor suppressor in, in the breast tissue that is called raloxifene. It's spelled R-A-L. R-A-L-O-X-I-F-E-N-E-E, -E -E. and it's brand new. It's actually, all of these drugs, by the way, are drugs that were uh, met, synthesized in laboratories uh, for the prevention of female breast cancer, okay? And they're now used, what they call off-label, um, in, 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 in male endocrinology, in testosterone replacement therapy, and then also uh, it, for men that have, like, issues with uh, their, you know, defective gonads. So... Um, and they're all used, obviously, to, make, to, to, to regulate and suppress estrogen. That's why they're called aromatase inhibitors. There's also another form. I don't want to go down this pathway. Um, it's all written about in the book, and there's plenty of information about it. But there's also another one called a selective um, estrogen receptor modulator, a CIRM. So you have two different forms of medications to, to attack gynocastia or to attack estrogen, an overproduction of estrogen, and that's a CIRM, which is a selective estrogen receptor modulator, or a AI, which is an aromatase inhibitor. And again, those medications, you can find those medications. They are uh, available legally to be purchased over online or on the internet um, from the research companies. Um, but the problem is, for a young guy, is if you're not taking supplemental testosterone, you, you have the, there's a risk and a danger of pushing your estrogen down too, too far. So let, let's say you're a young guy and, and you've already tried reducing your estrogen naturally by, by using my guide. Would you then take the anti-estrogen medications as like a last resort or would you just go for surgery? No, I would, that's a great question. I would definitely take the medications before I would take the surgery because, it, and again, it depends on where you're at. The surgeries are very expensive. Um, and yeah, $2,000, I think. And they're oh, they're, they're way that. more expensive in the States. I mean, if, if I had to get surgery here in L.A. for, for, for gynecastia, it would cost me at minimum six grand, and that would be per nipple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, so I, mean, so, I mean, like, it's always better to attack it, um, to attack it, with, um, to attack it with diet and exercise, clean lifestyle, um, avoidance of plastics if you can, um, and, and then last resort or, or next resort would be um, next resort would be the chemicals, the anti, the aromatase inhibitors or the selective estrogen receptor modulators, uh, and then last resort is surgery. Now the issue too with surgery is that um, 
you'd have to have surgery again. I mean, unless you have a really competent physician, they're going to have to remove the glandular tissue from both nipples. If they remove all of the glandular tissue from both nipples, it's a very good possibility that it'll never come back, but there's no guarantee. You well, know, so it's, when you do that is that uh, the nipples will be inverted. They will go inside. It's uh, my possible. told me that, uh, that you're not supposed to remove the whole gland. You want to leave a little bit because if you remove the whole gland, you'll get inverted nipples, which also looks quite bad. Right, so but guess what I, happened? I decided to, to remove like, most of it, but not the whole gland. And yeah, also surgery has a lot of uh, risks. Like I had my surgery five months ago, I think, and I still have pain in my, both my nipples. Yeah, so yeah exactly. Have, uh, permanent nerve damage. So I can never like, do martial arts or something because every time I get a hit to the chest, it will give me huge pain. I know. I'm really sorry to hear that, man. I didn't know that. But yeah, and that's, I always tell people that. I'm like, look, man, when you go under the knife, there's always potential permanent side effects, you know, and so you're obviously, you, you probably do have nerve damage. Yeah. You know, that's probably... Yeah, I'm not, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm happy I got it. Yeah, I no, no, it. I get it. I, it's, it's, it's better. It's definitely better it's, than, yeah. like, having the feeling and, 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 and the self-confidence or the, the psychological aspect of, like, knowing you have, you know, bitch tits, because it sucks. Yeah. I you mean, know, I mean, the first thing I, I want to do after surgery is just uh, run outside without any shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I had this channel for, for almost 10 years, and during those 10 years, I never felt comfortable with my, my shirt off. Uh, and, and it's like, in the end, it's like in the subconscious mind, you know, uh, it's always there. You kind of forget you have it, but it's still affecting your confidence when you're out. Listen, I've had, in my right nipple, I've had two flares. Um, uh, in my life in the last like one so seven or eight years ago and then I've actually had one recently and believe me I know it's a it's a very uh, especially for people that take care of themselves you know and pride themselves in their physiques and stuff like that it's a very conscientious you know sore thumb type thing to have that so I, I totally get where you're coming from and uh, and, and yeah and I, I, I appreciate you you know uh, doing what you do I mean if I had it severe or I couldn't control it through medications um, or, or diet um, I would definitely have it removed too there's no doubt about it I wouldn't even question it. I would just spend the six grand and do it yeah it's worth all the money i would also have spent six thousand if i had so i actually took out a loan to get the surgery because that's how important it was to me but uh, let's switch topic a little bit now i think we we covered china sufficiently so when you talk about testosterone the, the first thing you you should think about is that it's just a steroid that you use to get big and muscular and aggressive like a bodybuilder but there's a huge difference between use and abuse, right? Because you can even abuse multivitamins if that's what you want to. If you take enough uh, multivitamins or some other like drugs like aspirin, I think it is, then you can actually die of it, right? Ab but absolutely, absolutely. Testosterone, you, you can take as much as you want and you will never die of it because it's a natural hormone. But you want to use it to uh, treat health problems and not abuse it to get big, right? Right, absolutely. It's so, so it's very, very, very well said. Um, Testosterone, when used in the context of health and longevity, is clinically, clinically administered um, between, you know, and again, this is a rough approximation. Everybody's going to be different if you're working with a good physician, and of course, I hope that you're working with a good physician, and if you're not, you are getting good information. Um, it's somewhere between 150 milligrams to 250 milligrams a week of testosterone. There are different esters depending on what country you're in, what the laws of your state or society or whatever or, or, or country, um, you know, you can get different esters. The average that testosterone dosage in North America prescribed by a doctor is, test or, or I'm sorry, the delivery system is, is injectable, um, and it's testosterone sipinate or testosterone anathate, and that's E-N-A-N-T-H-A-T-E. They're very similar. 
um, uh, products, uh, their half-lives are almost equal. Um, one, they're just, they're, just, they're just synthesized a little bit differently, but um, they all have various half-lives. The half-lives are between three and five days. Um, there's one other testosterone that Mike and I talk about on our blog, uh, and it's, of course, again, written about in the book, and it's called testosterone propionate. And testosterone propionate is actually a faster-acting testosterone based on its half-life. And I think that, again, it's my personal opinion, and of course it's shared by thousands of men around the world who use testosterone, but I believe that that is more optimal than sipinate or anathate because its shorter half-life actually mimics the body's natural production, right? So your body is producing a certain amount of testosterone every day. As you age, it's getting less and less. When you take propionate and you take it in a very small micro dose, it, your body sees it as something that it's basically is the same as it gets naturally. So your body doesn't go haywire, doesn't produce a bunch of side effects, it doesn't you know, increase or upregulate its production of estrogen. Um, and so you keep everything in balance a lot better with that, with that medication. The problem is, and again, I'm speaking mostly for North America, is that the DEA and the FDA look at the usage of uh, propionate as optimization and not restoration. Now, again, the whole war on men mindset concept here, you know, you have to focus on and you have to look at is they don't want men to be supermen, okay? They want men yeah. to be, you know, they want men to be looking, you know, walking around, you know, like women, emasculated, you know, easily controlled, low, low aggression, low aggression, those kind of things. So, you know, if you, if you want to, you know, pursue a, a really robust lifestyle um, of having high, you know, high optimal range T, not super physiologic, not bodybuilder body level test, but super, but you know, like optimal range. And optimal range, I don't like giving numbers because it can be anything. Optimal range may be 850 for one guy, it may be 1250 for another. So, but if you want to be there um, in that range, then you know, you're going to have to like aggressively pursue, um, you know, uh, a, a really strong doctor who can get you there. And honestly, there are plenty of doctors in North America that can get you there, and they, they can get you there using sipinate or anathate or propanate. But the average person is going to have to use sipinate or anathate because they don't look at propanate being prescribed as, um, as something that they, they want doctors to do. So how much would it, would it cost, uh, cost you to use TRT? How much do you spend on TRT? Um, it's a good question. So, you know, I use actually Dr. Brett Osborne. Um, it's, it, it depends, you know, it depends. There's a lot of, there's a lot of factors. It depends on your blood, your blood work, your blood labs. You know, you may have like a weird condition. You may have certain exceptions where, you know, they have to give you additional medications to treat your symptoms. But um, on average, I think um, you could probably figure that you're going to spend anywhere from 60 to $150 a month on testosterone to have, you know, a, le a legitimate prescription with a doctor. Um, to me, it's a no-brainer. Um, you know, I wouldn't and even hesitate. Yeah, no, it's not expensive. People spend on supplements. I, no, I it's 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 cheap, man. Yeah, exactly. It's cheap. It's totally cheap. It's not it's not it's not exorbitantly expensive. Um, it's just you know, it's like a, like I said in the very beginning of the call. You know, the reality is is that it's hard to find a doctor that's going to not fuck you up. You know, so even if you're spending 150 or you're spending 60 or whatever, if the doctor sucks, he's going to fuck you up. You know, within three yeah, to four months, you're going to have true. side effects. That is so true because after starting at endocrine system for a month or two, I already knew more than my endocrinologist. Exactly. Exactly. And it's unfortunate because a lot of doctors have God complexes. So as soon as you question them and say, Doc, I don't think this is right, they're like, well, who are you? Who are you? She has one endocrinologist um, throw out me and my mom from the room. Not throw out, but like just basically tell us fuck, fuck off because uh, I told her that when uh, – 
when you have high estrogen levels, you can uh, you can you can raise testosterone, but then you you need to use an anti-estrogen. And then she said, like, no, that's not true. They have no uh, correlation on what you call. Uh, no, you're, you're, so basically, what I said is when totally you raise right. testosterone, uh, estrogen also increases with it because yep. they work together. But she said that's not true. No, and yeah, she she's an endocrinologist. Uh, she, know, she knows, honestly, she knows nothing, dude. The average one knows nothing. They literally know nothing. I mean, honestly, I, I could tell you stories. It's not even worth it. Um, but again, my problem in society is trying to become a leader in, in TRT and really becoming an authoritative figure, you know, a thought leader and stuff. And obviously, I have a lot of really good doctors on my side. Um, you have to really toe the line. You have to, you have to be very careful in how you talk to people and you can't put them down. You can't humiliate them. You can't say you're a fucking moron, even though they are. You can't say that, you know. So it's more of a, it's more of a tone of, look, you know, I, I, I think you should consider this because, you know, here's my experience and this is how, you know, this is, this is what I've experienced and this is the doctors that I've worked with and blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's really hard, especially, again, for a younger guy who's really smart like you. And I totally see, you know, you, you know, getting mad and getting thrown out of a room. I mean, Believe me, I've been thrown out of a many well, times. Actually, I, I just brought the, the research paper to her and just handed it to her and said that you can see that there's like uh, testosterone and estrogen to act together, and then she just got mad and didn't even want to look at it. Of course, of course, dude. They're idiots, dude. Listen, again, I'm not going to de denigrate most doctors, but that's, that's normal, you know. So, you know, understanding that that's what you're going to be dealing with, you've got to deal with that. You know, that's something that you have to take into account. So, again, it's, you have to be as informed as possible. And you have to be able to walk out on quacks. I mean, and you're going to walk out on 90% of doctors, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I mean, my, one more question that is really sure. important to this, and that is, we talked previously about men who are in the 40s, that if they try to use the natural techniques, their levels most likely won't increase. But let's say you have a scenario where you are 45 years old, and you led a healthy lifestyle for like, 42 years, and then the last year you've been working 17 hours a day and sure. having poor sleep, a poor diet. Can you then still reverse it if it's just been one year and your natural no. levels are, are decent? You, you, you can get back to being in decent shape and health, but you're not going to be able to reverse your testosterone decline. Testosterone decline is unavoidable. It's inevitable. It's a natural part of life. Um, and, and remember, if you live in a big coastal population city, it's worse. You're being bombarded. When you walk outside to your car or walk on the street or take your dog for a walk or whatever, your, your body is under siege. You are being annihilated with chemicals in the air, the shit they're spraying in the skies. I mean, you, there's no way to avoid... Um, you know, the, the lessening of your body's natural pr production. And that's why I say, I say this all the time. I say, look, you know, if you're a 35-year-old guy and you have symptoms of low testosterone and you can easily go to a doctor and the doctor's not going to look down on you and say, well, you're too young, get the fuck out of my office, you, you owe it to yourself. You know, you owe it to your wife, you owe it to your family, your kids if you have them, your job, everybody that relies on you, you owe it to yourself to find out if you have symptoms of low testosterone. Because if you do, it's very simple to restore it. And I'm telling you, as a man who's 44 years old and who's in the best shape of his life, whose brain works at, you know, probably at a higher level than even when I was 20, testosterone is the answer, okay? I, it, it, it solves every issue that people have. It, it, it slows aging, it improves vascular function, it, it's cardioprotective, it improves insulin sensitivity, it does so many amazing things that I just can't possibly tell anybody you know, who does care about their long-term health to not investigate its use. There's, there's no reason... What does insulin sensitivity mean? I think most of my readers uh, don't know about that, so maybe... Yeah, sure, I think you and I should... 
Yeah, I will. And I think you and I should have, um, I want to have a really awesome podcast. We'll do another one another time and we'll talk about insulin sensitivity and dieting and all that stuff. But so, so insulin sensitivity is the most important thing to, to be aware of for anybody, okay? And what I mean by that is, is that um, when you understand what your insulin sensitivity is, you understand how many carbohydrates you can eat on a daily basis without getting fat, okay? The average person in the world has no clue. Okay, 95% of super intelligent people who read diet books and supplement books and, and, and exercise books have no clue because they're not informed as to how they understand what their insulin sensitivity is. And again, not to get complex, we'll have a whole other blog on this again, but there's a simple test. It's called A1C, and it's a blood test. And you can have that done with a glucometer. You can have that done from just going and getting your blood drawn. You can go to a pharmacy and buy a glucometer, and you can do these tests yourself. It costs 30 bucks to get a glucometer. You have to learn how to do it, but it's simple. You just read the instructions in the box. But that will tell you how your body processes insulin. Now, when you eat carbohydrates, no matter what kind of carbohydrate it is, your body has what is called an insulin response, okay? It has a signaling response mechanism that shows how your body responds to that carb. If you're insulin sensitive, that means that you can't eat a lot of carbohydrate, okay? If you're insulin insensitive, that means that you can pound a lot of carbohydrates and still remain relatively lean. So, you can't, if you see where I'm going with this, you can't understand as an individual, as a, as, a, as a human being, how many carbohydrates you can eat and how you can change your body composition, whether, you know, and I talk about this on the blog all the time, and Mike and I have talked about this in numerous podcasts. There's three things a person can do at all times, right? You can gain muscle, you can maintain your current body weight, or you can lose body fat. That's it. There's nothing else. You can make an Unless argument. You're a beginner, of course. Right. Well, you can make an argument that you could eat a diet for performance if you're a professional athlete, but that's really the same thing as gaining muscle. Um, but, 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 but so really there's three or four types of things that you can do at all times uh, in, in your life. And so how you eat your carbohydrates relative to those three different goals or aspects is how you um, determine, um, you know, how you can do that best. So until you understand your insulin sensitivity, reading books on low-carb diets or ketogenic diets or, you know, carb cycling or if it fits your macros or any of the other nonsense that's out there, it doesn't matter because you don't understand how many carbohydrates you can eat. So testosterone improves insulin sensitivity. So if you're a fat person, you're, you're naturally endomorphic, you're 40 years old, and you have no energy when you go to the gym and you have puffy nipples and you have all these other things because you're fat, um, taking testosterone will improve your insulin sensitivity and it will improve uh, the lipolytic effect of burning fat. There's, again, I don't want to go down the whole story of, of, of uh, metabolic syndrome and, and people that, have fat, that are fat, but testosterone will definitely improve pretty much everything provided that you also have a good diet, you exercise, you do all the other things that you know you need to do. Um, so it's, it, it really is like a wonder supplement or a panacea in that regard. I, I think many of, of my readers will find this interesting because when you're skinny fat, there's a, there's a good chance that you are very sensitive to, to carbs, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, because I know from my own clients that they can't eat that many carbs before they get fat. But... In my own experience, once you actually transform your skinny fat body and raise your testosterone levels uh, naturally with a bit, and that is if you're like young like me and you, you raise your testosterone levels while transforming, you can eat more carbs later on. And I know that because I eat a lot of carbs uh, now, over 300 grams a day, right. and I'm not getting fat. But if I did the same when I was skinny fat and uh, had low testosterone, I would just blow up like a balloon. 
That's 100% true. And, 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 one, and you're exactly right. And I don't have anything else to add to that except one thing. The more muscular you are, so the more your muscle composition is higher than your body fat ratio. So the higher, muscle, the, the higher muscle um, you have uh, content standpoint, um, skeletal muscle mass, the more efficient your body is at handling insulin as well. So obviously you have to lift weights. Okay, there is no exception. You have to lift weights. Doing cardio is not going to build muscle mass. Cardio is good for the heart. Cardio will also burn calories. It will increase metabolic exposure, but you have to build muscle. The more muscle that your body has, the, more, the less sensitive to carbohydrates you, will be able to, uh, you are and the more you'll be able to eat. Absolutely. Case closed. I completely agree. And, and weightlifting is the cheapest and probably the best anti-aging medicine you can take. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just getting just getting extra protein, minimizing carbohydrates, finding out your blood, you know, your your insulin sensitivity from your A1C level, or your, you can even do a blood glucose test too. Um, understanding that stuff is, is is huge. I mean, you know, all the other stuff we can talk about in another podcast, but all the other stuff really is pointless until you understand those various things. I agree, and uh, and I have a, a final question for this podcast, and that is. That is basically like I want you to illustrate the difference between taking testosterone for for health and taking it for bodybuilding. Sure. Just just illustrate with dosages so people have an idea of that uh, the bodybuilders you hear about who die of steroids and get really aggressive or, or throw a dumbbell at someone at the gym, they take much higher dosage of testosterone than than you do. Right. Yeah. So it's a good question, and uh, I'll make it very very short, very sweet. Um, when when it, when a bodybuilder whether it's just an amateur or a professional or somebody who's trying to become a professional or whatever goes up the, uh, the, 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 uh, the bodybuilding cultural uh, index, their, their dosages are enormous. I mean, I'm talking about like when I, told, when I said the optimal dosage for a man who's on replacement, you know, TRT, testosterone replacement therapy, that's anywhere from 100 to 250 milligrams or 150 to 250 milligrams of testosterone per week. A bodybuilder who's trying to become massive and build muscle is literally taking possibly 10 times that dosage per week. So in, in, in an actual straight milligram dosage, you're looking at anywhere from 1.5 uh, milligrams uh, to 2.5 grams of testosterone a week, which is a super physiologic dose. It's not healthy. Um, high dosages of anabolic steroids and testosterone. Now, again, there's tons of other steroids besides testosterone. Testosterone is the base steroid molecule. Okay, all the other things, uh, the synthetics that we're not going to talk about, that there's hundreds of other steroids. But when you take massive, massive dosages of these drugs, you, this is scientific fact, by the way, you have the ability, it doesn't happen with everybody, but it, it's likely to happen, you will increase... Uh, the size of your aortic valves, okay? So you will have what is called a, 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 possibly a, aortic uh, mitral uh, hypertrophy, which basically is the increasing size of your heart valves. Now, some guys can have increased heart size valves and be fine, you know, because they're in great cardiovascular health and they obviously put on all, they put on all this muscle mass and it just becomes bigger just like the rest of their muscles. But over the long haul of your life, health-wise, having you know, stress or excess stress on your vascular network will shorten your lifespan. Okay, so when you use testosterone as I'm advocating it and as, as you're, you're using it in the context of you know, restoring your natural production but staying at a high end or an optimal range, you're taking a dosage that literally is just minimal. It's like the minimal dosage that is needed for you to maintain your, your vigor and your robustness. Now, 
I don't want people to get confused. You definitely can still build a really nice, healthy, lean, sculpted physique on 100 to 150 milligrams to 200 milligrams of testosterone a week. But you're not going to build massive amounts of muscle like the bodybuilders that you see in magazines or in YouTube or any of that other nonsense. Those, are, those guys it's are taking exactly, massive doses. You look, you look very natural because I have you on, uh, on Facebook and, and I actually showed a picture of you to, to my mom because I often talk with her about uh, like hormones and stuff because she was with me to the endocrinologist. Sure. And I told her like this is uh, my new friend Jay and he's he's taking testosterone for health reasons. And uh, and how do you think he looks? And she said like you look extremely healthy. Right. Like, you look healthier than uh, over 99% of men your age. Like you have uh, like 220 pounds, I think. No, I'm not even. I'm, 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 I think I'm at my heaviest. I'm like 218. Like right now, I'm super lean. It's summer. I'm two, 210 to 212. But yeah, I mean, I, I, have, I have very low body fat, like between 6 and 8% body fat year round. Uh, I look young. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, I'm clearly living embodiment of taking testosterone in the context of health and longevity of what it can do for you, you know. Now, again, Testosterone, and I want your, your audience to understand this, testosterone is not a wonder supplement. I write about this on my blog too. Mike and I have talked about this. This is not a supplement that you can just take and it's magical and it's going like, to give you all these amazing life-enhancing you know, uh, benefits. It will. It does do those things, but you have to have everything else in balance. You have to eat clean. You definitely have to exercise with weights. Hopefully, you do some cardio and weights in, in combination. And you've got to get enough sleep. And you, you know, you've written about all these things, Oscar. I mean, this isn't, you know, it's not rocket science, but you have to have all all that stuff in balance and you know the book when it comes out will have a really really strong recommended strategy a quick start guide it's going to have a lot of ways that when men read it they're going to be able to say okay good I know how to do this now I want to go find a doctor and I want to learn to do this tomorrow exactly and, and one thing I would also like to point out is that somebody has been uh, into fitness for a long time and they have been on very restrictive diets for let's say five or six years and they've constantly been cycling diets and and doing all these fat diets, you know, where they are in a like huge caloric deficit and they never do refeed meals, then they might actually have to damage the endocrine system permanently, yep. right? Totally, and, uh, totally. For these people, like if, if you've been in, into training for let's say five or six years and you've been dieting all the time to, to stay at like fitness model, body fat levels, and you've been restricting yourself a lot, then you might have damaged your endocrine system, so you should get some blood work done. Yeah, I mean, and also, like, uh, that's absolutely 100% correct. Also, like, endurance athletes, like ultra triathletes, ultra endurance uh, trainees, those type of people, they, they massively sus uh, suppress their endocrine systems, too. Um, so, again, you know, it's multifactorial. There's a lot of real reasons why men may need testosterone um, in a supplemental form. But, again, you're right. You're not going to know until you actually go and get your blood measured. And then, you know, symptoms do trump blood levels, but you've got to have lower blood levels before somebody is going to honestly evaluate you to say, okay, well, you know you qualify I, I completely agree so uh, let's just end this podcast with um, would you telling Marius about where they can find you and your upcoming seminar sure sure um, so you can find me on the web at fab fab fit fit over over 40.com so it's fab fit over 40.com I have a blog with my wife my lovely wife, Monica, and we talk about fitness, fat loss, and a lot of personal success. We have a lot of different guest writers that write on our site. It's actually a very informative blog. 
um, I believe, and there's tons of great information, so feel free to come and check it out. Um, I'm also the type of guy that if you email me a question, I will answer it. I will get, I get back to all my readers no matter what, even if you ask me a crazy question. Um, I will get back to you, so just have some patience with me, but I do return all my questions. And um, I'm involved with a doctor who's a partner of mine, uh, Dr. Brett Osborne, and he's actually written an amazing, amazing book that all of you should read. It's called Get Serious. You can find it on Amazon.com, of course. We're actually writing Get Serious Volume 2, Advanced Strategies, right now, which will be out probably at the end of this year or possibly in the first quarter of next year if we have to have a delay. Um, and that book is absolutely amazing. It is honestly, it's the best book, in my opinion, that's ever been written in the history of the mankind when it comes to getting honest, factual, truthful data on how to change your lifestyle, how to, how to, how to uh, you know, attack your health and take, take accountability for your actions. It's an amazing book. We have, he and I have formed a, a business uh, and a seminar uh, company called SOAR, uh, S-O-A-R, which stands for Serious Optimal Anti-Aging Regimen. SOARforever.com is our website. That's where our sales page is. And we are going to put on, right now, quarterly, and eventually I'm sure it will get to monthly, uh, seminars that are two days where we will have people fly in, both men and women, um, and they will they will be have their they will look at they will have their health completely optimized. They'll look at their hormones. We'll look at all of your A1C levels, your blood glucose, your insulin sensitivity, all these things. Your heart, your echo. Uh, like they'll do uh, really advanced uh, uh, measurements of your uh, echo, cardio um, capacity, and, and, and pulmonary your your lung capacity. Basically, every advanced test that you could have done by a really cutting-edge doctor today from an anti-aging perspective is done for you. We also then spend time in the gym. We teach you how to lift weights scientifically. We teach you how to contract muscle fibers. We teach you basically how to go to the gym and not waste your time. And then at the end, we also spend time doing, uh, we have a mobility expert that's there who helps people uh, learn how to do correct form. So over, over the two days that you're there, you will, you will have your, your uh, hormones evaluated. You will be scripted. If you, if you qualify, if you have low hormones, you'll be scripted, um, you know, some form of HRT, hormone replacement therapy, and you'll learn how to proper way how to train and how to eat and all that stuff. So it's an amazing concept. There's really no one in the world doing it right now. Um, the first seminar is in October. It's October 14th through the 17th. 17th, or I'm sorry, 15th to the 17th, to Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and it's in Jupiter Beach, Florida. So if you go to our website, it's soarforever.com. You can find out more information about it. And how about your testosterone book? So, yeah, so the, the TRT book is done. Um, it's going to be ready uh, as a PDF in the next 10 days or even last. Maybe I'm hopeful that I'm going to have it by middle of next week. Um, Mike and I are putting it out together along with his book, Gorilla Mindset. We're going to be doing them together in tandem so that we offer people the opportunity to buy both books at a discount. Um, that should be out within the next 30 days. If you want to get on the mailing list for the book, uh, go to fabfitover 40 dot com forward slash TRT. That's testosterone replacement therapy, but it's just TRT. And then you can sign up um, to, to get on the list so you'll be the first person notified when the book's available. But the book's going to be here very soon.